0: You know, they're just so good. But science has spoken. Yes, MIT science, that is. No matter how carefully you peel back the two chocolate wafers of an Oreo, the cream filling will always stick to one side. See, it's not just juice. It's science. They say it's impossible to split the cream right down the middle. So how do they know this? Well, at MIT, they actually built an oreo That's right. That's their name of it. And the whole idea was that maybe someday we could print our own Oreo cookies at home on a 3D printer. So they even tried the cookies with the extra cream, you know, those double stuffed ones. It didn't change the results, okay? You still can never peel back two chocolate wafers of an Oreo. The cream filling will always stick to one side. You know, so I went over to the Oreo website this morning because I want to see the ingredients of an Oreo cookie. And I hit accept all cookies, but I got nothing. (laughs) 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 What's I mean, what's going on with that? Hey, welcome to Tech Refresh. It's your fun show about all things digital. And just a quick reminder to rate, review, subscribe, and follow the podcast And that, you know, the email component to Tech Refresh is our fabulous newsletter called The Current. That's right. It's tech news and tips, exclusive links. There's no ads. It's absolutely free. And you want to head over to getthecurrent.com. Once again, that's getthecurrent.com. And joining this week, as always, we have our trusty news director and our battery bad boy and baron Ben Bradley. Because how many Bs can we get in a sentence? <laughs> and exactly. Ben, what do you have coming up for us today?
1: You know, there's a strange FBI guidebook that's archived online that is pages and pages of internet slang. So I'm going to talk about that, and later why scam text messages have gotten so bad lately.
0: Oh yeah, we got to watch out for those. And then, of course, we have our amazing content queen. And crypto gal, Ali Seligman, how are you going to enhance our knowledge base today?
2: Well, I'm going to tell you about a very unlikely journey for a pair of AirPods and my definitive answer on whether you, yes, you, should mine crypto at home on your computer.
0: Oh, can I make money? Well, okay, you're going to tell us that. <laughs> I'm going to right? tell you that. You're going to tell yes. us? Okay, Hold I'm tight. just really excited about that. And then we have our magnificent millennial, our Tic Tac star, and our internet scout, Matthew Heffel here. <laughs> Matt, tell us what you have coming up.
3: We are going to talk about a massive purchase in the trading card business, as well as a better way to organize your desk. And we're going to talk about my journey in the tiktok <laughs> Ooh,
0: bum, 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 bum. All right, let's start with the news. These are important tech developments to keep you in the know. And yes, I've been warning you that Americans, we are all at a breaking point with all these different streaming services. Well, this past week, Netflix subscribers and its stock... It tanked, that's right. Until now, Netflix could do no wrong. Every quarter was just more viewers, more shows, and they were making tons of money. But for the first time ever, Netflix suffered a major drop in subscribers, 200,000 to be exact. It's not a lot, but that's still a lot of people. Next quarter, they say it's going to be worse. So everybody on Wall Street were like, oh, no, what are you going to do about Netflix? The stock has plummeted by 37%. So explanations started coming quickly. We have increased competition, they said subscribers are sharing passwords but that's only half right forget the password sharing the equation is simple too many streaming channels fragmenting the best programs then we have inflation gas prices eating families alive and they're having to make hard choices and history repeats itself this is cable cutting part two well stay tuned for more because the stock prices of other streamers also went down and Netflix says, uh, oh, we're going to stop that whole password sharing thing. Remember, we told you we would love for you to share your passwords. Not so much. And they can do that by tracking the IP address of the subscriber who actually pays. But after 10 years of owning the streaming marketplace and growing subscribers, they are going to, are you ready for it? Offer an advertising supported membership. <sighs> Amazing. Yes. <Yay>. yes. <laughs> Commercials interrupting your shows. Doesn't that sound familiar? Didn't we have that? <laughs> just Ground saying. Bread. I've never heard of that yes. before. Um, here's a little fun fact that you can use. Okay, the world's first television commercial, okay, aired on July 1st in 1941 and during a game between the Brooklyn Dodgers and the Philadelphia Phillies. It was an ad for Boulevard Watches. Um, I actually looked this up. Company's still in operation today. Now, the ad um, lasted for only 10 minutes, and it just told people what time it was. That's it. I said 10 seconds. So now, yes, that was all. Okay, but now we have 60 seconds, 90 seconds, infomercials. So, yes, so Netflix, um, we're going to start having ads for that crazy stuff. All right, Ben, tell us about this FBI guy that you found. What's that?
1: It's, you know, the internet can be kind of a strange place. And this weird stuff can even come from US government agencies. And like it's a years old archived FBI guidebook on Internet slang that was apparently made available back in 2014 as part of a freedom of information request. So who knows how old it really is. But now it's on the Internet Archive, the official you know archive.org for all to enjoy. <laughs> and it's odd. It's so it goes, you know, beyond OMGs, LOLs. You ready for how long Jeez. this is? Yes. eighty-three pages. What?
0: Ooh.
2: Wait,
1: eighty-three pages of internet slang. Of yeah, of you know, most abbreviations. So
0: oh. I didn't even know, you know we know. had that many.
1: Yeah. hmm Yeah. TBM. Tactical boyfriend. I'll use that one every day.
3: Of course.
0: You know that's... has gotta be tactical.
1: Dpyn. Don't pick your nose.
0: No one has ever used that. Exactly, Allie. Nobody's ever used
3: that every
1: day. <laughs> <laughs> no. i like this one no bmg busting my gut with laughter i'm really glad lol
3: replaced that that was as kind of a yeah that doesn't sound once bad. again no that one's bad. ever said no that. one ever has no. said that ever in their life
1: yeah there's uh, and there's so many to go through but i mean one of them i guess you know some of them are a little trickier like he which according to this fbi guidebook uh could be slang for either happy ending or high explosives
3: well, those are very different things. Okay.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: You know what? I mean, let's are use they, they, that in a sentence, right? Okay.
1: So, uh,
0: I'm, trying to imagine yeah. I'm trying
1: to imagine FBI agents back in the day just like trying to crack the codes of young people and Twitter and text messages. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know it's, it's it had to be outdated from the moment they wrote it. I mean, they've never <laughs> heard of Urban Dictionary or, or even Google, you know. No. The is like, you
0: know what? Right now, as we speak, the FBI is working on their newest guide. And it includes things like, what does an eggplant mean? Uh-huh. Right? <laughs>
2: Why do I keep getting the eggplant emoji? Fire. What maybe
0: they'll learn the term fire. Yeah. So this is our uh, government and tax dollars at work. We love that. SMH. That's great.
3: <laughs> SMH, SMH. SMH. indeed.
0: <laughs> yeah, really, totally. Well, um, yeah, so I think that's important. So, if somebody really wants to learn what the internet slang is, I guess they can find that, Ben, over at archive.org.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just be prepared okay. for, you know, really bad scan quality. I don't know. They didn't even put the effort into uploading it. So, mm. it's just all around Fantastic. odd. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So, Allie, you're up next. Um, give us something that is um, more current, I guess. Right? <laughs>
2: Indeed, I will. That is a great segue, Kim. We have talked before about how this Russia-Ukraine war is so different than any other war before, right? You have influencers making TikTok videos during wartime. You've got the government selling NFTs. And now I have another very 2022 story for you. A Ukrainian man, Vitaly Semenets, he lives in a town about 17 miles from Kiev. It's called Hostomel. Russian troops invaded the area, and his home was ransacked. And part of their loot were his AirPods. So he realized, I can use the Find My feature to see where my earbuds and the soldier (laughs) who took them where they went next. The Find My app, if you're not familiar, can track Apple devices even when there's no connection or in the case of AirPods, even if they travel very far from their original location. Basically, Apple uses every other iPhone in the area to look for the signals that your unique device puts out. So Vitaly started posting about his AirPods travels on his Instagram account. He traced them from Kiev into Belarus. Eventually, they ended up in a city called Gamel. And then last week, they reached Russia again, a city called Belgorod, where Putin is gathering all the troops. And he posted oh, wow. his, his last Instagram post was, thanks to technology, I know where my AirPods are now. They were looted by Russian orcs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I mean, there's a sentence that I never thought I would hear in my life. Right? I mean, think about that. I, it's just, it's astounding to me.
2: It really is. It really, really is. And I'm sure that he's not alone. I'm sure more things have been stolen if people just knew that they could do this. Crazy. Speaking of AirPods, if you have a pair of AirPods Pro and you've been having audio issues, you might be able to get a free replacement from Apple. Um, This isn't one where you can check your serial number or the model. Um, Really, you're entitled to a free replacement if you've noticed a lot of crackling or staticky sounds, especially if it gets worse in places that are loud if you're making a phone call or if your active noise cancellation isn't working. So if you have any issues, contact Apple Support. You can set up a, an appointment at your
0: Apple Store, and you might get some free AirPods. Oh, like nice! Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's a, that's a really great tip. Okay, so Matt, Pokemon cards are we are we back talking about Pokemon cards?
3: <laughs> We've never stopped, Kim. It's constant Pokemon <laughs> cards around here. So this week there was a big shakeup in the Pokemon card whole thing going on. Pokemon Company, which does the games and the shows, bought the actual company that makes the Pokemon cards themselves. This po- company was called Millennium Print Group, and they've been making the cards for almost 30 years. So finally, this is kind of a shock to a lot of people that they didn't own it in the first place, right? You yeah. would think that Pokemon owned Pokemon yeah. cards. They didn't. Exactly. The reason they did this is because the value of Pokemon cards is skyrocketing. During the pandemic, a lot of people got really into collecting and finding these rare Pokemon cards, so much so that within the last few weeks, one Pokemon card, a holographic Pikachu Japanese version card, sold at auction for, get this, $6 million. (laughs) No. A single Pokemon card. So the story behind this is is fascinating. It was sold at the end of last year for about $250,000. Then it was sold again in February for $900,000. Then it was sold just in April, for $6 million. Oh. Yeah, not going to yeah. collect them all. And you,
0: could, you know what, <laughs> and you can own the NFT for $29. <laughs>
3: yeah, <you> exactly.
0: <laughs> wow, Pokemon cards. So did you ever have Pokemon cards?
3: Yes, and it's a really sad story. When I was a kid... I collected a ton of Pokemon cards. I would beg my mom to drive me to Safeway to buy a single booster pack, and then I'd put it in its little sleeve in my binder and, and bring it to school and trade it with my friends. And I had holographics and all these expensive cards. And then it kind of became out of fashion, and it wasn't really cool anymore. No one was really playing Pokemon anymore. And I had a neighbor who was still really into Pokemon, and they weren't really allowed to play it for a while for specific reasons, but... I felt bad for them because they didn't have a lot of Pokemon cards. So I gave them my entire collection of Pokemon cards. (laughs) And I, oh, man. I mean, yeah, probably good karma. But still, looking back on it 20 years later, maybe that would have been a a nice investment to have.
0: (laughs) Okay. I think you need to find them. I I think you need to, like, say, hi, this is Matt. Do you remember me? They're
3: probably living in a mansion in California with the Pokemon card money that I gave them. (laughs) That $6 million card was actually yours. It was mine. Had it the whole time.
0: That's it. I mean, you know, and remember, you never want to get undressed in front of a Pokemon because they might. Pikachu. Whoa, (laughs) bad one. Hey, listen, stay right where you are because coming up here on Tech Refresh, we have some insider secrets and tips that you don't want to miss because these are amazing. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun show about all things digital. And just a quick reminder, make sure that you sign up for The Current. I know that you're listening to this podcast because you love us, and that means you're really going to love The Current. It's free. It's amazing. It's uh, full of all kinds of exclusive tips and tricks and links, and you can sign up right now and get it for free over at getthecurrent.com. Once again, getthecurrent.com. All right, so I'm going to start with a great tip. And this is one that I've used for many years, and every time that I talk about it, I always get people saying, oh my gosh, Kim Commando, I didn't know that. And then I sit there and think, well, why weren't you listening for the last five years? But anyway, here's the deal. People are traveling again, and that means that when you go out of town, is that when you're not at home, you're not using your, what? Your internet, right? Okay? And so cable and phone companies, along with ISPs, there is a secret way for you to save big money on these monthly bills. What you can do is if you're going on an extended vacation, maybe you're going to remote work at some exclusive resort or wherever it may be, is that you can put your whole Internet service on hold for 30 days. It's called vacation hold or seasonal hold. And what happens is that the provider will pause all your phone, Internet, TV service when you're not home. You don't need to return any equipment. You don't need to change anything. You get to keep your email address with them. You get to keep your phone number. There's no reactivation fees. You don't have to take any equipment, as I said, in any places. And it's a really great option for snowbirds, um, people with second homes. Maybe you have to be in the hospital or if you're traveling for a month or more. Now, the hold works differently for each provider. So like For example, you can put your Cox Cable on hold from one month to nine months, and it only costs you $10 a month, okay? which is a lot cheaper than saying cancel the service, and now I want you to come out and put it in again. Uh, dish is $5 a month. DirecTV, yeah. $7 a month. Uh, so, bottom line: vacation holds, seasonal holds, an easy way to save money if you're not going to be at that particular place where you're paying for your internet. <laughs> uh, and speaking of saving money, Ben, what are th- these things with shopping alerts that you use? Well, if you haven't heard, I,
1: I like to buy stuff. <laughs> big, <Shugger>. big purchaser
0: <laughs> over here. No, is it? You know what? Is it like a lot of like, like man's soap and like nah, cologne. And
1: I'm, I'm, I'm okay with and, what I get at yeah. Walmart or, or power socks, prize Kroger stuff. <laughs> I'm okay with what you find there, even Amazon. So no, this could be, you know, it could be sports memorabilia or, you know, I'm, I'm big into sports. It could be gadgets, you know, when I'm looking for something new, I don't really like paying full price. And that's, that's the issue. And, you know, for some things actually do go on sale, but it's very rare. Other sites try to undercut it. So, um, I like to get the alerts when something I'm watching but can be patient for, uh, you know, drops in price. So like Amazon, I use Camel, Camel, Camel. So if if you've heard of that, you can – it lets you know when the price of something changes. Um, Basically, it's for the stuff on my Amazon wish list. It shoots you an email anytime there's a drop. You create an account. You drop in these links, and you can set up – you don't want to be notified if it drops by like $0.25 or something. So you set kind of a bar – or if it drops this much, let me know. Yeah, and then you've got, uh, you know, you've got other sites Anything like nice. Honey, which big on coupon codes, but they've also got, they also have a, a drop list feature that's similar to Camel, 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 but it works on other sites besides Amazon. And one that I, I didn't even know existed until Ali told me about it a couple of years, but it's called Visual Ping. And it's better for when something's out of stock and you're waiting for it to come back in. Yeah, so it, it basically, you... you Pick a web page, and you can either scan, you know, take a screenshot of the entire page or or a snippet, and it'll monitor when that part of the page changes. So, like if out of stock goes to in stock, uh, you know, very that's subtle nice. changes. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a good one to use too, and when, when you're really looking for something that's just hard to find. Huh.
0: well, you know, the, now honey, they used to be a sponsor of the show. They're not a sponsor anymore. So. Um, So you can go to like joinhoney.com slash Kim. And I think we still get some kind of credit for some reason, whatever. But you know, what's interesting about honey is that, you know, I didn't really realize about this whole like reward thing that they have going on. And so they'll say like, well, here's like some honey bucks. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what that means. And so I got an email that says like, you know, you have $360 worth of honey bucks. And I'm like, (laughs) I know. I'm like, what is that? And so, okay, this is full disclosure. So, uh, and it's going to affect you guys because. So it said, "How do you want your three hundred sixty dollars?" And I said, "Well, I'll take like Amazon <laughs> <Yeah>. gift cards." <laughs> okay, and so, in case you're wondering why you got sixty dollars Amazon gift cards the last time you won uh-huh. uh, in the virtual uh, yeah. pictionary. <laughs> That's why you got the $60 Amazon gift card, because I was like, oh, here, because Amber's like, we need gift cards. I'm like, oh, here, I can have, like, honey (laughs) bucks. Give them all. Thank you, honey. So, yeah, so that was that. All right, Allie, what's going on? You have annoying settings. Oh, I hate those.
2: I was having this nostalgic moment recently where I was thinking about all the things our phones used to not do, right? We could make calls. We could text, like T9 texting. We play Snake. Now we do everything on our phones, and sometimes... Things go wrong. Sometimes it's a bug, you know, something we have to fix, but sometimes it's just a really dumb choice that whoever made the phone or whatever tech decided, yeah, this would be a good idea. Uh, Case in point, I switched to the Google Pixel 6 a few months ago. And I kid you not, I thought I was going crazy because every time I would push the power button to restart my phone, it would just summon Google Assistant. And I really thought all these times, like, am I doing something wrong? And then I realized, no, I'm not. And I took to Google. And it was not a mistake. Uh, this is actually just built in but, but, uh, on the Pixel Six. Pressing the power button opens the voice assistant. The default for turning on and off the phone is holding the power button and the volume up, which well, makes no sense. Then it's not a power oh. button. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know what? That makes. Why do we have a power button?
2: Because they want you to interact with Google Assistant. They want you to hit it and and interact with that assistant, right? But you don't have well, to. You know that's the same way on that's the same way
0: on an iPhone yeah. now, though. If you hit the power button, you have to hit the volume up So in order to turn it off.
2: Which on. is just so silly. And it doesn't have to be that way. You can change yes. it in the settings. So for my phone, all I had to do, go into system and then gestures, and you can change that so that power is actually power. How oh, nice. And yes, uh, you might be able to change Good. it for your iPhone. I'm not entirely nice. sure. I think
1: so, because you get the menu. Yeah.
2: I bet
0: you
1: you yeah, could.
2: there you go. I bet you, you Another could. Another annoying default that I think is annoying at least. And I'm sorry if any of you have this, but when you send an email from your iPhone, you get that little signature sent from my iPhone. And I think you should change that. (laughs) I really do. Um, This is, it's when you use the mail app, but you can change it. Just takes a minute. um, And I think it'll make you look a little more with it.
0: So. Well, I'll tell you, my mother, when I gave her her first iPhone uh and everything that she was sent, it would say like sent from your iPhone. She calls me up and she's like, Kim, I am not doing advertising for Apple on every email that I Exactly, send. She was a smart lady because that's exactly
2: what it is. They just want their branding. Yeah. So for that one, you just go into settings and then mail and signature, and you can delete that line out. You can make your own custom signature if you want one. Do whatever you want. But stop doing the free branding for iPhone.
0: You don't need to. I know. I I, I changed mine. Mine says for my cable. <laughs> so it works. Okay, Matt, you talked about this In one of our Google Meet calls, and it's amazing.
3: It's incredible. Whether you're working in an office or at home, we all have desks, right? It can be hard to organize your desk efficiently, whether you have two monitors, three monitors, uh, multiple keyboards, mouses, or if you are just trying to get pictures or other little knickknacks on your desk. There is this really cool site called deskspacing.com that allows you to put in the dimensions of your desk and then you can organize by adding monitors or keyboards or mouses or pictures or whatever you want. And virtually in a 3D environment... You can place those things all over the desk and see how that would look spacing. You can put risers on your monitors. You can put little – it'll literally be like a, a three-inch knickknack that they have listed there, and you can put <laughs> that on it. And it just allows you to to design your desk and organize your desk the way you really want it to be before you spend hours moving all your stuff around trying to get it just right. You can do it virtually, and it's so much easier. I brought it to my girlfriend immediately after we had that call. She spent like an hour on it yesterday afternoon <laughs> building her desk up.
0: Did yeah. It was yeah. pretty really? fun. Okay, so how how did you how did you find this site?
3: I saw a TikTok. There's this guy on TikTok that, that oh, was like, did. hey, if you want to organize your desk, and I was like, that is a very good idea, sir. I <laughs> shall do that.
0: <laughs> You're like, whoa. I mean, this is like one of the great things about yeah, TikTok. I learn all these fabulous things. You know, I was watching a TikTok today. Don't ask me why. I went down, I saw like the link, and it was a TikTok about the green line. You know, the green line and and when people are standing there as couples next to each other. If the green line, like from their head to their toe, should be always straight instead of leaning, and what it means about the relationship, I was like, I don't know. I just you're gonna have to send us <laughs> this yeah. one, Kim. Yeah, just, yeah. i we'll will see have what our green lines like All right. <laughs> it, what, you know? What I was really amazed about the Oreo I was stuff. Too. I mean, but the, what they didn't cover. I mean, how many times have you put an Oreo and a glass of milk?
1: A billion. Too many mm-hmm. to count. How Many times.
0: Yes, exactly. And the little bubbles come up and now you know. It's like no matter what you did, the thing just was never going <laughs> to really work that have way. have Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so it's time now where we do a little trivia here on Tech Refresh and where we tell you something that you probably didn't know about a piece of trivia. And this week, it's our amazing Ben's chance to stump all of us. Take it away, Ben.
1: Okay, well I'm kind of sticking with the uh, sci-fi pop culture theme a little bit and did you know that the iconic DeLorean is coming back this year hmm. as an EV?
0: Oh, fun! Yes, an electric car. You know, we actually we actually talked about that a couple of years ago. We did on the Kim Commando show? Oh. So I interviewed the guy. I remember that? I interviewed. Yeah. Inter- yeah. I interviewed the guy in Texas, and he's like, "I'm coming out with an EV." I'm like, "No <laughs> way!" Yes, yes.
1: Well, that so this week's trivia is you know we're going back to the future. Because the DeLorean, like I said, iconic early 80s, you know, in this signature 80s trilogy, sci fi masterpiece, the DeLorean term time machine is powered by what's called the flux capacitor. Okay. You get all that? Okay. Now, besides you have to hit 88 miles per hour, it requires 1.21 gigawatts. Now, it's actually gigawatts. I mispronounced it in the movie. So, to make it possible. So, a gigawatt is 1 billion watts. What? Could a single gigawatt power one of these is real, and the other three I just made up? <laughs> yeah. A, two hundred quantum supercomputers. B, fifty million LED light bulbs. C, seven hundred and fifty thousand homes. Or D, a single smartphone for twenty-five years. Ooh, what can gosh. a gigawatt this is a power? This a good one. A
0: gigawatt. Can can you go through the options again yes. real fast?
1: Yes. Two hundred quantum supercomputers. 50 million LED light bulbs, 750,000 homes, or a single smartphone for 25 years. This is—I mean—I could say like all of the above. I mean,
3: <laughs> I, I'm gonna—I'm gonna give it my guess because I think that if it was an article that he read that he found this information out, they're gonna say homes. So I'm gonna go with the homes one.
0: Uh, what do you understand? think, Al?
2: I'm going to go. I think you're right, but I'm going to pick a different one because I want one of us to get it right. Oh, just enough. in case. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the phone. 25 years.
0: Okay. And then I'm going with the LED light bulbs. Just because. Okay. <laughs> so,
1: drum roll, oh boy.
0: please. What is the answer, Ben
1: Bradley? One of you is correct. Ooh. This guy. Yeah. 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 yeah 750,000 homes oh. powered simultaneously.
0: Wow. You know, this is why I whenever we play like, you know, trivia with the company, I'm always like, I want to be on Matt's team. I mean, and yeah. and because <laughs> and because skill. it's like called the Kim Commando show, I always get that. It's like, oh, okay. Kim, Kim. <laughs> amazing how that, that happens. Yeah, funny. Weird. Big enough Matt when we come right back here on Tech Refresh, Matt's going to talk to us about his TikTok channel and Allie, you don't want to miss this. She's going to tell us whether or not we can still and how we make money mining crypto. And then don't forget later on in the show. uh, Well, you know, Ben has a great security tip that you don't want to miss. And also I've got, well, I don't think it's the best joke, but I think you'll probably laugh. So stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. You know, it's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. Make sure you tell your family and friends about refresh so this way we always get more listeners we need that and it's time now for matt our dedicated internet scout to tell us not really what's trending on tiktok because it's not trending quite yet, not yet. but it will be going <laughs> viral i'm sure right matt
3: 100 percent guarantee <laughs>
0: <laughs> write that down
3: this in the last few weeks i've been working on starting uh, a tiktok channel Um, it's something that I've kind of always wanted to do and something that I found very interesting and I thought it'd be interesting and I had some good things to say, especially about tech because I, you know, work here. Um, and so I started working on a TikTok channel and I learned a lot within the last few weeks. One thing that I learned is if you want to start your own TikTok channel, do not use the video in TikTok. It is not very good. It ruins your HD video. And also there's a whole bunch of weird features on it that you might seem helpful, but they they just aren't. There's a noise canceling on it that I'm I'm embarrassed to say, but I was trying to record an outdoor TikTok and the wind was just ruining the video. And I tried using the noise cancellation, and it just doesn't really work. It kind of catches some of it, but if if there's actual wind and noise in the background, it doesn't really work. So I decided that I was going to find three better video options. I went with three just to see what I kind of felt about it. The first one was Pro Camera by Moment. This is a paid camera, and it's really nice because it allows you to do everything that you need for a TikTok. You can hold down the button and then let go, and it'll record and then stop recording, so you can make them all at once. It also has fantastic editing software, but it is $699, so it is the only uh, paid option of the three that I'm going to talk about. Um the second one is called Professional Camera. This is free. This is the highest-rated camera in the App Store, and I really, really liked it, but it didn't have one of the key features that I want, which is being able to record and not record just with the lift of a thumb. Mm. You actually had to record different segments, and then you can patch them together, yeah. but it's a little bit cumbersome, but it is free. So. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then third, we were just talking about this on the site, iMovie. Yeah. Um, Apple has released a, an upgraded iMovie on the iPhone that I was playing around with yesterday. And it actually has everything I'm looking for. It allows you to do the stop and hold. It has great editing features. It allows you to record an HD video. And so I think I'm going to go with iMovie when I'm wow. doing the TikTok. Ooh. So um, if you want to check out my TikToks in the future, there will be much higher quality. I'm very excited <laughs> about it. <laughs>
0: so now I know that you're doing it differently. You're going on a little walk in nature. Um, yes, but I, you know, I was thinking, Matt, I mean, you know, you have a background in drama and, you know, you're a good looking guy and you're pretty talented. Hey. <laughs> Why aren't you like dancing? I mean, like you can be like <laughs> dancing and like showing people like, oh, here's what you do with your iPhone. Here's isn't that
2: what TikTok is yes, for? Matt?
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, tech dances. So when I was in <laughs> musical theater, I was I was a pretty good singer, a, a fantastic actor and I dance. See.
0: Uh, yes, just, I think he, just, I think uh, you should just do one. Just do one dancing TikTok. I mean, because you know it is the trend, and
3: I okay. mean, I'll take that as know, a challenge. Legion I want do a more. dancing TikTok. We'll see
0: that. We'll just see that. So, how do people get to their TikTok? How do people follow our TikTok channel? What are, where do they get it?
3: If you're on TikTok, just search Kim Commando, and you'll find our TikTok. Yep. You'll see a picture of my face as our first video, and I'm walking through nature and you checking got it. Out. it.
0: And you know what, Matt? You're doing a great job with them. You really are. You are. Thank
3: you. I appreciate it. I'm working on it. All
0: right. So now it's time for our crypto gal, our amazing content queen. She takes off that hat and she puts on this new hat where she becomes the crypto gal. And Allie and I were talking about this. And I said, you know what, Allie? This is really interesting stuff. I mean, we get the question on the show, in our email, and social all over. I mean, can I make money mining crypto?
2: So, Allie, can we? Okay, we do always get this question. And I can say, no, don't waste your time until I'm blue in the face, which I do. But then these headlines pop up that appear to make it like I'm wrong, right? They make it seem like I'm wrong. Business Insider had one this week. Uh, A 19-year-old is mining $887 worth of crypto a month in his tiny studio apartment. Or this one from CNBC. These 14- and 9-year-old siblings earned $160,000 in seven months mining crypto. Yeah, I mean, yes. Did you
3: say 9-year-old?
2: I did, yeah, So it's like, you know what, yes, if they and I, can
0: do it, why can't we? I mean, are we just like a bunch of losers here? Yeah. I mean, what's going on? Right? It
2: sounds so simple. It's like their little digital lemonade stand. They're just mining crypto in the garage. and But before we look at their story, let's get on the same page about what mining actually is, right? So about every 10 minutes, the code underlying Bitcoin generates a math equation. And to mine the Bitcoin, you, or really your computer, needs to guess the correct solution to the equation. This is called proof of work. Maybe you've heard that term before. The more work you put in, the more rewards or money you get out. Here's the thing, though. The more computers guessing, the more difficult the equations become and the more computer power you need. So years ago, yeah, you could do this on your regular old home computer because there just wasn't that much competition. And comparatively, it wasn't that hard to solve the equation. But now... It's much different. Today, companies spend millions of dollars on these crazy mining rigs that they use to solve the equations. And then there's all the regular individuals trying to keep up. Brings us back to our kids, the 14 and the 9-year-old. They did start small. They actually did start mining in the garage. The 14-year-old built the computer that they were using. But then dad took out a big loan. He's a former investment (laughs) banker. And now they have hundreds of graphics cards that are hard at work mining Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other coins. Their gear includes 100 NVIDIA RTX 3090 graphics cards. I mentioned the name because this is like the top-of-the-line card. If you're really lucky right now, you can find one for uh, about $1,500 wow, on eBay. Wow,
0: that's crazy. They sold
2: out. <laughs> They've been sold out since they were released and were as much as like $4,000 each at one point. Wow. And they have 100 wow. Now, their operation got too big, as you can imagine, and now they rent space in a data center for all this stuff. The electricity bill is about $5,000 a month. The people to watch over all the gear, the technicians, that's another $4,000 oh. a month because the kids can't do it when they're in school, right? Oh man! So this is about as far from a lemonade stand as <laughs> I can yeah, imagine. I can see the
0: kids um, having a lot of play in this. Now, you know, I mean, I know yeah. like, you know, we all like those clickbait headlines, right? I mean, but yeah. no, not really. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so can you make money mining Bitcoin? Yes, actually quite a bit. Uh, is it easy or cheap? No. Can you use your regular home computer to do this? No. Should you really put in a ton of time and money to do this if you're not really serious? No. Um, And I'm not even going to get into how quickly all this expensive equipment becomes obsolete because it does. Um, Now, this is not financial advice. It never is, but you'd probably be better off using that money to just buy some crypto or you could actually start a lemonade stand. Hey,
0: yeah. Or buy Pokemon Pokemon cards, cards, (laughs) right? There you go. Gosh, you know what? You know, I'm really glad that you said that, Ellie, because so many people, I'm telling you, like we talked about, I mean, it's like, well, I know, and it's always somebody like, hey, Cam, I heard you could make money doing crypto. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, and I don't even know what crypto is, but, or they fall for those scams on the internet and how you can make money, you know, mining yes. crypto mm-hmm. if you just pay them, you know, $200, $500 for the guide so that this way you learn how to mine crypto, whatever it might be. Don't do, do it. Not do not do it. All right, so... um Coming up, Ben is going to be talking to us about some trending tech scams that you need to watch out for, and one you can't even get out of, which is mind boggling. It's going to stay right where you are here with Tech Refresh. Welcome back to Tech Refresh, your weekly fun podcast It's like to say about every single thing digital. Now, think about everything we've covered. We've covered crypto. We've covered TikTok. We've talked about uh, how you can save money yeah, on your cable bill and annoyances, and then how you can redesign your desk base. And now, this is why you love Tech Refresh, because we just squeeze everything that you need to know into one podcast. And so, Ben, tell us about these texting scams.
1: Okay, yeah, they're they're bad. I mean, they're, they're growing in numbers because you remember robocalls were huge for years and you had these new tools and, you know, government uh, tools put in place and people just stopped answering numbers they didn't recognize. So they're really switching to spam text messages, which we'll call smishing. That's SMS phishing. Uh, new data from robocaller, I'll just tell you how bad this is. It's an, That's an app that blocks spam calls and texts. The average American received about 42 spam texts that's just the month of March. Wow.
3: That's it. I feel like I got way more than that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I get a lot. Too. Yeah, I get I get a lot of them. So they you know, they want your data, they want your money. We're you know, we're some of the classics. We're trying to deliver a package, click this to confirm. Uh your Netflix account has been suspended. Click here to reactivate. You just won an iPad, you know, click here to claim it. So <laughs> but now they're spinning things a little differently. Um we reported a while back that about a month ago, Verizon customers were getting spam texts that appeared to come from their own phone yeah, number. Yeah, I've got to call the it, show it basically it. said, "Yeah, your your bill is paid. Here's a free gift. Click a link." Well, now, basically, the same message is being sent. Uh, it seems mainly to T-Mobile customers. You know, bill being paid. Here's a free gift. But these are being sent as group messages, as group messages. So, so imagine, you know, you get a strange text that you get along with. Twenty randos, you know, people you don't recognize in this oh, chain yeah. and the confusion. So people asking questions, texting stop and you know, all <laughs> caps, not knowing what's going on. And because they're being sent as group messages at the carrier level, they can't be blocked the same way oh. as just going it's so a nightmare. So basically what yeah, you you can mute the thread, you can delete the thread, but you know, better you just get rid of it. Don't click on anything. And you can also in any spam text, you can also uh, forward the message to 7726, which spells spam. And that is uh, basically, uh, it's a spam reporting system that was set up years ago, I believe by the FCC, that you can just report. doesn't mean it's going to stop, but it, it's at least taking a step. So we have all the information about this latest scam, you know, T-Mobile, Verizon, what's happening with AT&T, it's all at com. You know,
0: I'm surprised Beep. that we didn't have spam in that 2014 FBI, you know, <laughs> that was something that was probably new to them back then. You know, I got a crazy call on the show. I don't know if you heard this last week about a guy. They've been married 40 years. And he got a text from a 21-year-old girl, hot girl, saying, oh, I want you, I want you, I want you. And then his wife saw that and she was like, you're cheating on me. I'm like, no, you're not cheating. He's not <laughs> cheating. I'm sorry. I mean, it's just, just another spam text, all right? All right, good stuff, uh, Ben. All right, now it's time for our joke. Are you guys ready for it? I'm not, again, this might it not is. be the best one. The best one was the robot slap. I still think that was the best one, but this one's pretty good. <laughs> that was a good one. All right, <clears throat> goes like this. The Smiths were very proud of their family tradition. The ancestors had come to America on the Mayflower, and their descendants were senators and uh, politicians and, and Wall Street wizards and CEOs of major corporations. So they decided to compile a family history, a legacy of sorts to their children and grandchildren. And because they had a lot of money, they hired a fine author. Now, there's a problem. How would the family handle great uncle George? George was a criminal, a serial criminal. He was executed in an electric chair. And the author said, you know what? I can handle this. Don't worry about it. And the family's like, are you sure? And He's like, just, you know, trust me when the book comes out, everything will be fine. So when it came time for great uncle George, it said great uncle George occupied a chair of applied electronics at an important government institution. He was attached to his position by the strongest of ties and his death to us came as a great shock. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. Okay. It was a dark one. Oh, I'm sorry about that. It was the best I could do. I was in a hurry. I was in a hurry. (laughs) Uh, thanks for listening thanks for joining us don't forget sign up for The Current give us a great five star review wherever you get your podcasts and uh, we'll see you again here next week